On today's show, Victor Wembanyama's debut gets spoiled by the Dallas Mavericks. Talk about him. Boston Celtics, new look. Chris Porzingis looking pretty good. Drew Holiday, we'll talk about that. And is the James Harden trade dead? Talk about all that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Lockdown Mavericks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Lockdown Mavs, Lockdown NBA your first listen, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything. I knew I would do that. Comment anything below. Let us know what was your reaction to Victor Wembenyama's NBA debut. Careful, get called for another foul. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. This is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code LOCKDOWNNBA, all lowercase, NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. And joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Lockdown Bulls, what you got for me, Pat, the designer? Contrary to uh, pop, you learn belief, uh, Victor Wembanyama did not know what he needed to do. <laughs> Greg Popovich did say, I don't got to tell him. He knows what he's got to do. He Immediately a, picked he, up the file. Didn't He didn't get the sixth one, though. So, hey, he didn't get the sixth one, though. We'll talk about Victor. We'll talk about the Mavs spoiling it. We'll talk about the new-look Celtics. Christoph Porzingis looking pretty good in that one. And then, of course, we'll play everybody's new favorite sound effect, Count It Up, where we count out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including, is the James Harden trade really dead? Clippers backing out of it. Jordan Poole, his legacy is taken care of. We'll talk about him and more. Let's start here, Pat. This where we're backed into it. I think that's really the statement there. <laughs> Let's talk about Victor Weminyama. The Spurs lose their his debut 119 to 126. The energy was insane. They come out of the gate 43 points in that first quarter. The pace was just Insane going back and forth. Victor Wembanyama blocked a Kyrie mid-range jumper. It was like, holy cow, the vibes are going to be insane in this one. You had him, you know, he had two threes in the first. He had that block. He had an assist. He had a couple of rebounds. You know, the spacing with him, I thought, was just going to be a problem overall. And you just looked at it, and you're like, man, oh, my gosh, this team is all of a sudden putting it together. And then he gets a couple of fouls, gets some more fouls. In the at his fifth foul at the beginning of the fourth quarter was really limited. It ended up playing 23 minutes in this game. Finished the game with 15 points, uh, five boards, two assists, five turnovers. Had that one block. Hit three threes in this one. What do you think about Victor Wembanyama's debut? Listen, it it, it is uh, a learning experience. The adaptation from uh, the the Euro leagues to the NBA. A lot of times there is that moment where those younger guys have to realize. Oh wait. Uh, y'all don't like contact here because you see a lot of the stuff that goes on in FIBA and different things like that. They get to play a lot more physical. Surprisingly enough, Victor Wembanyama was the guy who was being a lot more physical tonight but has to be able to adjust to this league. But even with all of that, he played 24 minutes, 23 minutes and 19 seconds. And that time he put up 15 points, two steals, one block, two assists, and five rebounds. This guy is going to be ridiculous. And it's how he's playing the game, right? You see in that fourth quarter when he finally starts to heat up, gets a little bit more time on the court, gets a little bit more opportunity to get in some rhythm. Um, 
it's not like he's going down in the post and he's dominating with these post moves, this footwork and all that. It's off of a, a right-to-left handle crossover pull-up three to jay it in the face of, of a Mavs player. Like, what are we uh, – 7-5 Kevin Durant is really happening right now, and it is impressive to see, even in the limited minutes, he's going to have to adjust a little bit to the aggre- uh, how aggressive he can be. He's also going to have to, um, you know, be, be a little more conscious to me of uh, where he is in the foul game. Like I said, to start this off, right, Pop says he knows what he needs to do. <laughs> um, I thought he was maybe a little bit aggressive just c- continuing that in that second half uh, and picked up three fouls quickly in that third quarter but uh you know i i like what i saw from the young man uh, uh especially in that fourth quarter i ain't gonna lie to you though kelton johnson we're that's not, the question i'm not talking about kelton johnson Victor, no, i'm so, just, I'm just the- saying bro in, in the wimpy yama game this ain't your game the last three shots are in your hand and you're not kicking oh, the yeah. basketball out of one. <laughs> i'm the all-star I, I played on team usa i got the 20 million dollars a year come at me bro this is my hey. team he finished hey, listen, 17 that- nine and seven that's what that's what uh, Carlos Boozer said right before they got him up out of there when LeBron showed up. You Is know what before I mean? Before or after the the shoe polish? <laughs> it, it's still happening. It's continuing. Okay. Dur- it's in, in the midst, in the midst of the shoe polish. <laughs> but with with Wembenyama, I mean, we talk about this with rookie centers a ton, and we talked about it on Lockdown Mavs with Lively. Like, like you're gonna have you're gonna have foul problems. Just adjusting to the speed yeah. of the game, the size of it, the difference, the the energy, like just even him. Coming out in that moment, you felt like there was just some jitters and some of that. Like the energy was so high, it was just unsustainable early on. Like those yeah. vibes were not. Sorry, San Antonio. The vibes were not going to be that immaculate for the for the entire game or the whole season. And I'm going to say something stupid, but I think it's true. The things that make Victor Wembanyama great: his size, he's seven four, eight foot wingspan, his ability to move, like his his movement, like the way that he can handle the ball. I was watching the like layup lines at the beginning, waiting for this game to start because it took forever because that Knicks-Celtics game was taking forever to finish. And he's at the top of the key with the ball as they're like everybody's just shooting around him. And he's doing the like switch, switch legs and then between the legs, back and forth, like dribbling the ball between, like back and forth, back and forth yeah. with the dexterity of a guard. And you're like, these yeah. are the things that make him great. But I think the things that make him great can also get in the way, especially early on in your career. And I think that's how he got kind of he got fouls. There's so much of him. He's so long that he can be in like he can foul somebody from far away where another player did, couldn't necessarily. And I think that kind yeah. of getting like some of the screen stuff where he's setting a screen and you're like, oh, his elbow's out. Yeah, his elbow's out. It's eight feet long. <laughs> of course, of course it's gonna be out. And so I thought that's where he got in a little trouble. There's going to be some ticky-tack stuff here or there. It just so happened that Wembenyama was on the bad end of it. Lively was on the good end of it in this. But you, you see in some of those stretches where he hits a couple of threes, he gets a dunk, he you know he blocks a shot. You see yeah. that the like it, he's going to put it all together eventually. And uh, it may be sooner rather than later because you, you felt him when he was on the court every time. I think even, you know, looking at it, right, like he's going to have to – the adjustment to me is going to be, okay, how am I going to adjust to what NBA defenses are going to do? I thought that – I know everybody, hold on. Hold on to your butts on this one. The Dallas Mavericks came out with a really good game plan defensively for the San Antonio Spurs and Victor Wembanyama. Not in the first quarter, they did not. <laughs> well, yeah, the first quarter was a disaster. Also, actually, I will say 
the game plan was probably good because we saw the game plan. Yeah. We saw the game plan. Everyone saw the game plan. The game plan was left in front of the hotel room and somebody picked it up and they posted it everywhere. I've got one on Nick, Nick Van Exit on, on TikTok, on Instagram. You can go find that. The game plan was everywhere. Uh, so the game plan I think was I fine, but the map. I saw was- that earlier. I was, I was laughing and it was just on the floor, but I, I thought that, you know, they, they, that Dallas actually came out with, with a good, uh, 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 let me say adjustment then to get back on to the game sure. plan in uh, in that second quarter throughout. And, uh, you know, I mean, that that Victor had five turnovers in this game, right? Like they yeah. just knew how to attack him. I thought Grant Williams did a really good job on him as well. And, you know, listen, it, it's surprising to see defense from Dallas, but uh, <laughs> at least early on, it looked better. I'm not going to well, say the, it looked good, but it looked better. The Jason Kidd c- – Everyone, all Mavs fans are complaining about that starting lineup. They started Maxi Kleba, Derek Jones Jr. with Luca Kyrie and Grant Williams, the guys we think are going to be the starters. Jason Kidd completely overthought that lineup. Just completely overthought it. He goes, I want some more size on the wing because they're because they, the Spurs, they start Sohan and they start Keldon Johnson and Wimbenyama yeah. and Kyle. Like there's so much length. I want some more length. So he went with the more length with Derek Jones Jr. over Josh Green. And then he's like, I want the spacing. Because we want to pull Victor Wembanyama out of the the paint, and so they went with Maxi Kleba instead of Derek Lively, and then you tried it at the beginning, and you realize, oh, we're getting neither of those things. We're not getting spacing because <laughs> Wembanyama plays the four, but he's guarding Derek Jones Jr., who he doesn't have to guard yeah. because he's not a three point shooter. So then the Mavs went with Josh Green more, and when Victor Wembanyama in the second quarter had to defend Josh Green more, there was more spacing for the Mavericks because Wembanyama wasn't as, as a part of as many plays, and so that pulled him out of the. The lane instead. Instead, so it ended up working for him. Uh, can I talk about Lively for a second? Now, that, yeah, now let's get me. into some Lively. I, I, we raved here, about bro. him on Locked On Mavs, but Lively was the best rookie center in the game tonight. He, he was, might have been the best rookie in the NBA tonight. I'm not gonna lie to you. He was incredible. 16 points, 10 boards. He had a steal and a. Uh, he did get credited for a block shot. They just changed it, and then he got an assist. He was amazing. Played 30 minutes. He looked so poised out there. His ability to, he just does the things that the Mavericks need him to do. The Mavericks need a center and gosh, darn it. They need a center like this for years since Tyson Chandler, honestly. Yeah. To just catch lobs, set screens, defend, get rebounds, do, do those things. That's it. Do those things, play their defense the way that they want to defend, pick and roll, like, do all that. And he does it. And he does it so well. He's so ready for this moment. I'm so excited for him. It's stupid that he didn't start, but he finished the game, which I didn't think Jason Kidd was going to do. I thought it would be the opposite. I thought he would start lively and then end up closing every game with Maxi Kleba. He ends up doing the opposite in this one. But there you go. Victor Wembanyama's debut was spoiled. We didn't even talk about Luca. How about that? How about the, how about a whole Mavs kind of Mavs adjacent segment? We didn't talk about Luca because Wembanyama was the story in this one. So I love that Wembanyama was like they were trying to still make Wembanyama the story, and then like after I like the third quarter, they're like. Well, this Derek Lively guy, we got to mention him a little <laughs> bit, right? And it was like, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Coming up, let's get into what the new look Celtics look like. Porzingis had a great game. Jason Tatum had a great game. Jalen Brown, not so much. What did they look like in their win against the Knicks? Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about something that has helped me. Ibotta, you got Thanksgiving coming up. If you got family coming over, you know you're going to buy a bunch of stuff. You got to buy the food you've got to buy the plates you've got to buy the napkins it's got to be the plates with like the weird like thanksgiving pattern on it the paper plates because who's doing dishes after after thanksgiving you already got to do all the stuff that you're cooking so with ibotta you can get cash back on all your grocery items produce personal care pantry goods all that kind of stuff and starting november 1st 
For the fourth year in a row, Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in the app to redeem everything you need to make your Thanksgiving feast complete. All you have to do is shop your favorite retailers and upload your receipt to the Ibotta app. Download the app. Use the code LOCKED to get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner starting November 1st. Again, that's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A is the app. Use the code LOCKED, one word, L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED. Ibotta in the Google Player App Store. Use the code LOCK to earn cash back on hundreds of online brands, retailers. When you start with Ibotta using Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more, Ibotta, Google Play, or App Store. Also, I want to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can get Prize Picks and you can get all kinds of different uh, props that you can go and pick the more or less on. All you have to do is go to Prize Picks, pick more or less on the over or under kind of deal on some players. You can win up to 25 times your money in football and all that. You can pick more or less Patrick Mahomes, couple touchdowns, Saquon Barkley, 60 yards or so. They have all that available for you. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. You can do that on Prize Picks. You can pick, they have points, rebounds, assists, combinations. They have all kinds of things like that. It's pretty fun. Check it out. Again, prizepicks.com. That's daily fantasy made easy. And you can use that code LOCKEDONNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on LOCKEDONNBA. Being in every day or listening every day, we have a daily LOCKEDON show that covers your team. Check the link in the description to find the show that covers your team every day. All right, Pat, let's talk about the Boston Celtics, the New York Knicks, the uh, Madison Square Garden, ESPN's new crew, all things feeling new and, and bright in this one. The Celtics get to win 108 to 104 against the Knicks. Chris Porzingis goes off for 30. Tatum with an easy 34, 11 boards in this one. What did you think about the new look Celtics? I, I First off, I got to start here. Uh, if I knew that... Uh... Doc Rivers was going to get the job. I'd have kept Jeff Van Gundy. Really? <laughs> just hearing those, just hearing those vocal cords is tough for me. He's not bad, but just I was fine with it. I like He's that still crew. Got coaching vocal cords out here. I'll take that crew over the. You know what they should not do anymore? Halftime shouldn't do halftime. <laughs> I'm done with halftime. Let's not have halftime. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Savannah on that. Savannah James. <laughs> I work. I wouldn't, but I would. I, come on, really? I would take Doc Rivers and Doris, Doris over that any day. I like Doris. I love Doris. Actually, I'm not gonna lie to you. That, it's just the vocal cords. He's gotta. He's gotta drink a lot more tea. He he, sh- he didn't prep enough it's for this. Season so far, so far gone. So far gone. <laughs> play, had, play up. Listen, play up. listen. This man had to yell at Kendrick Perkins for a whole playoff run. It's done. It's done. <laughs> Oh, man. But no, looking at the Celtics, you know, I, I I think that they really found a really good combination here uh, that that accentuates what these young uh, the two young pieces that are the main pieces in Tatum and Brown can do. And on top of that, can pick up the slack on an off night. And I think we saw that tonight. Right. Like Jalen Brown just could not get himself going at any no. point in this game, but he didn't need to. He didn't need to force it because of what Chris Stops Porzingis was bringing and how efficiently he was playing. I was excited to see the unicorn go out there and, and look a little bit more like himself. Now, I don't need him to be this every single night, but 
30 points on the night. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. He gives you eight rebounds as well. Shot the three ball pretty well. I mean, really well. Five for nine for the three-point line. For eight him. for 15 on the day. Like, I looked at Kristaps' game tonight, and he wasn't sitting there working hard to get his shots. He was just rotating to the rim very well, finding himself good uh, in good spots on the three-point line and being able to be efficient with that shot. That's what this team needed. Drew Holiday kind of bringing everything together. He couldn't get his shot going. But I thought that when you looked at this Celtics team tonight, there was that moment where you were like, you know, they started coming back and you were like, okay, is, is this the time Brown's going to pick it up? All right, the Knicks are making their run. They're making a surge here. We, we kind of need somebody else to do it. Boom, right back in it. Chris Stops comes in, big three-pointer to finish things out. Like, that's what this team has been missing for – I don't know if it's been missing it. I don't want to say that, but the the people you were relying on at the B was like, all right, Al, you got anything left in the tank at the end of the fourth quarter where we Can't played you 30 him. minutes tonight? You know what I mean? Like Malcolm Brogdon, what you know, and he gave you a lot last season, but this is the piece to me that it, it feels like this team works well together, especially starting off based on what we saw in preseason. Of course, there's a long way to go, but I'm excited by what we saw on day one of the Boston Celtics because it just feels like, okay, everybody can have their night as long as somebody's having their night. That's the thing. Somebody's got to have it, right? You're not going to get this Chris Porzingis every night. Like you said, they don't even, they don't need it to happen, but Tatum scored. Brown had 11 points. Holiday had nine points. Any other year, probably with those guys, if they they have those nights on their original teams, it usually goes bad, but to have four guys like that, right. You just need two to go off at any night because and this is the reason this is the case is because their defense was awesome. I mean, you look at the four wing guard defenders on that team, White, Holiday, Tatum, Brown. And you're like, yeah. Porzingis, just stand back there and we'll funnel guys to you. That I mean, that just works for them. That works so well. He got five blocks in this game, four blocks in this game. And it, it worked well. I mean, you've got two of the best perimeter defenders in Holiday and Derek White in the game right now, all defense guy perennially. And then Tatum and Brown, not slouches on defense either. I mean, if you've got that working for you, you can create a defense. And I understand why they go with one big now. They can also go yeah. two bigs too with, with Horford. They need to change that and, and you know, go, go a little bit bigger or go smaller. The problem is they don't have any depth really. I mean, that was, that was no. pretty, pretty glaring in this, in this game for a couple, couple moments. They don't have depth. And then they are kind of like, they are limited their offensive ceiling because they, if they do want to score more than 108 points, which I think 108 points, how many games would they have won if they scored 108? They would definitely beat the Rockets. <laughs> I don't think they would beat the Bulls. They would have beat the Timberwolves and the Bulls. Okay, they would have won like half the game scoring 108 points, right? Like if they've got to raise their ceiling a little bit with with, with the offense, they've got to get more than one of these guys, more than two of these guys going at once because there's just not that many options outside of well, the, the four, right? Yeah, and and I think the the thing was right. Like the only person who had a good night from the three point line as well is Chris Stops Porzingis. You're talking Tatum about Tatum. Eight, he went yeah. three. He went three for eight. You know what I mean? Not not the worst, but I mean outside of that, Drew one for five. Derek White one for three. Al Horford was two for three. Okay, but you know he's not going to give you a ton. That drop off is real that you talked about there. I mean, like yeah. you see your your first six basically playing 25 plus minutes and then you see uh, your next three in Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard and Luke Cornett. By the way, Luke Cornett still getting minutes. Shout out to uh, the man that uh, Jim Boylan once caught, said could be Robert Ory. Yeah. <laughs> I did the Cornett contest. Kind of kind of look a little like Luke Cornett there when you do Hey, that whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Hey, whoa. 
I'm not saying, but I'm saying no. But I, I thought I think that, like that. Uh, you know, with <laughs> I think that with more uh, with, with seeing uh, Tatum and Brown shoot the three ball better, you'll see that scoring come up as well. But it, there is a question on depth. I'm not gonna lie to you, dude, because when you For when sure. you go from Al Horford quickly to Hauser, Pritchard, and Cornette. It's a long eighty-two hey, games. They who, just need one of us. All of they just need one of us to to play well on any given <laughs> any given night. <laughs> on the Knicks side, the Knicks fought in this game. I mean, they were down. Yeah. They were down like what fourteen early, and yes. they fought in this game. And I, <laughs> you ever like write a note from a game at the beginning, and then you're like, you jump to a conclusion too quick, and by the end of it, you're like, oh man, I think I was wrong on that. At the beginning of this game, I wrote, the Knicks still have no shooting. <laughs> And, like, I kind of still believe it. They don't have any guaranteed shooters. Evan Fournier is on the bench going, hey, what do I have to do to, to get in a game because I'm a shooter? But second half, like, last three quarters, basically, the Knicks sh- shooting really kept them in this game. They finished 18 of 41 from three. bunch of their role players and guys hit threes. You have guys that are confidently stepping into threes. Grimes was three of six. That was huge for them yeah. to have somebody like that. Quickly off the bench, five of seven from three. 24 points for him. He was awesome. And they played him and Brunson together a little bit to try and get that offense going because their defense was still doing well, containing everybody except for Porzingis and and Tatum, but they couldn't get anything going on offense. And so that was huge. The other thing in this game we need to talk about, two flopping calls in a row. Seven-minute mark of the fourth quarter, Porzingis gets a flopping call. And then a minute later, Brunson gets a flopping call that should have been probably a, a, a call on... Tatum for you know for stepping into his landing space on a three. Uh, you like the flopping call? You you like that? I I do. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you because to me it, it's it's the thing that uh, uh, NBA fans have been asking for forever, right? Yes. You have to penalize. We had it. We used to have it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm glad that it's back. I guess because it, here's the thing: it, when you when you take away the penalty of it, you see it run rampant because they're going to play within what the rules allow. And guess yeah. what? If I do this move and we get two shots out of this, this could be a win at the end of the season. We had it in the Chicago Bulls game tonight. DeMar DeRozan did his patent pump fake, maybe did a little lean, but Lou Dort goes flying 15 feet. <laughs> and I, I didn't even pay attention to it at first. And I was like, why are we shooting a free throw here? Who got a tech? What did Lou Dort say? I saw the flopping come up and I was like, that's exactly what I want to see because it's going to, they're going to have to adjust teams. A lot of times, right? We get these new calls that come in and nobody actually enforces them. So then it's kind of like, okay, we got to test it out and see if they're actually going to enforce it. And then by the end of the season, it's like, well, they didn't enforce it. So we just kept doing it. It didn't matter at the end of the day. I think that they're actually going to enforce this because this is one that Adam Silver actually wants to get out of the game. And remember, LeBron has never flopped a day in his life, according to LeBron. Hey, but I want to I see mean, how many calls he gets on this. I mean. I don't just hit people. Uh, coming up, let's talk about the James Harden trade some more. Is it done? Adrian Wojnarowski reported the Clippers are probably out on it. Jordan Poole on his legacy. Talk about all that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel has the props and odds and lines all over the sports world. All kinds of stuff. You've got the Texas Rangers in the World Series. You can pick some props on that. you got the NFL going with your, with your Bears. Yeah. Duh, Bears. Put down five Duh, bucks. Bears. You can get $200 in bonus bets no matter what you bet on. No matter if you win or lose on that either, fanduel.com slash locked on. See what's available for you. They have all kinds of other stuff. Uh, MVP for the NBA, Jokic, after his great 
for his great debut in the NBA this season. Plus 430, Luka, plus 550. He looked incredible. Giannis, plus 650 on that one. Check out, and then Tatum even, plus 650 on that. Go check out all the other kinds of uh, props and odds and lines like that one. FanDuel.com slash on is the place to be. Put down five bucks, get $200 bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel.com slash on. Thanks for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA, being an everyday or listening every day. Tomorrow's show, Adam Mares, Tony East, uh, Adam Mares, Wes Goldberg, different, different white guy. We'll talk about the NBA and break it all down, breaking down all the games and all that. All right, Pat, let's play Count It Up, where we count all the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including James Harden. Adrian Wojnarowski reports on the ESPN set. The Clippers are stepping back from the James Harden trade. They've talked for months, and the Clippers believe they've made their best offer. Clippers may revisit this at a later time. They're the only team interested and the only team that has made their best offer. So they think, why should we try to compete and negotiate against ourselves? My question is scale of zero to five. How much do you believe that the Clippers are done with this? Uh, I think that uh, that is a five for right now. Um, You think they're done? I think they, I think they're done until they see what they actually have and how healthy that's going to be. And I think that's probably what Philly's going to end up waiting out for. Uh, I mean, listen, they, I don't know what this feels like. Pat Riley a little bit, doesn't it? Like I don't know what uh, the, they're looking for here back in Philly. Like this guy is legitimately turning into a cancer in your locker room. Like. He Turn, showed up turning. with bags packed, ready to go, and you told him to go home. Like, what are, what are you holding on to him for? Oh, we have to get the best value that we can. The best value that you can is keeping that dude that's really tall and really good at basketball and has an MVP trophy sitting in his house happy. That's the best thing that you can do for the Philadelphia 76ers right now. And stop worrying about trying to get back one of these uh, uh, young guards or whatever it is that you're looking for. Like, what do you, you, you want the entire Clippers bench here? <laughs> they got to get something for him. Like you said, they've got to keep Embiid and to keep Embiid, you've got to get something for James Hart. I mean, they're, they're too far down the hole now. Think about what they gave up. I mean, the, the Ben Simmons thing aside, I guess, but they gave up stuff to get James Harden. So to not get stuff back, like any kind of stuff would just set them back so far. I mean, look at, look at them without, without James Harden. Okay. Tyrese Maxey maybe steps up. Tobias Harris is expiring. They're betting on this cap space in the in the future. Okay, other than that, like I'm I'm really not feeling good about the, the Sixers' ability to recover from this if they don't bring James Harden back at all. Um, well, I mean, here, here's I, the I thing, think, though. I'm at a I'm at a two on if I believe the Clippers are done. I think that they're they're kind of like pushing their cards in the middle and be like, all right, we made our offer. Yeah, you guys, let's let's play. Let's let's be for real, right? Everything you just said about the the Sixers, like let's be for real. Nobody else is making an offer, so either you're just gonna keep him and lose him yeah. for, for nothing or whatever, or figure out the CBA implications for him not playing a game for you because he said he's not gonna play a game for that GM in, in Daryl Morey anymore. And so the Clippers are like, we're not gonna negotiate against ourselves. I, I'm kind of with them on this. I don't think they're done with it, but I think that they're they're just all right. We're just gonna push it in the middle and see what you guys do. They're well, I, they're doing the nego- Sorry, they're doing the negotiation tactic. Have you ever watched 30 Rock where yeah. uh, the Alec Baldwin character is a dad and he's got a young kid and his, his nanny is, is over and like the nanny is, is, is taking on less days and she wants to keep the same salary. And he's like, tries to negotiate. He's like this crazy good negotiator. And all she does is sit there and like peel a tangerine. And she's like, so 
what you want to do. And he's just, and then all of a sudden the baby starts screaming in the corner and he's like, uh, you'll just keep the same salary and we'll just move forward. This is what the Clippers are doing. They're just sitting there peeling a tangerine and being like, what you want to do? What you want to do, Daryl Morey? And then James Harden cries in the corner. Well, here's the thing. You're getting something back because James Harden makes $35 million. You got to be sending something. It's not like they can send you Jordan Miller and Amir coffee. The problem is the thing that they're going to send is Marcus Morris and and Robert Covington. Something. Robert Covington played 23 minutes. No, no, we're not not playing the consolation (laughs) prize of Robert Covington. You got no choice. You got that's no the, that's, choice. That's where we're sitting Who here. Who else is calling? That's why we're sitting here peeling the tangerine. The Clippers are doing nothing. I mean, they're just sitting there. Listen, maybe they're waiting to see if the Bulls end up imploding. <laughs> and Mars. Hey, know. the Bulls already had a players-only meeting, so anything can, anything can happen. Day one, baby. Day one. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. I'd rather have it today than later. <laughs> just move on from it. If we need another one, just move know. on. Bro, if the Mavs would have lost, they probably would have had one as well. Jordan Poole, in an interview with The Ringer, I believe, talked about playing the game at, I love at the highest level. My family's taken care of. My basketball legacy is taken care of with The Ring. This is probably the first time in my life I'll play basketball with no pressure. So that's kind of how you look at it. But it's a really good opportunity. It's a cool opportunity. Dope opportunity. Scale of zero to five. How much are you? How much do you agree with my basketball legacy is taken care of when it comes to Jordan Poole? I mean, I don't think he's saying that he's got a Hall of Fame legacy here, but I do think that he's a very key piece to a to a ring uh, that Stephen Curry got that he doesn't get without him. I I do agree with that. Um, On the flip side of that, I think also right now I do agree with him playing with no pressure because there's no expectation for the Wizards. We look at this team and I'm like, maybe this team can be better than what a lot of people think it is. But it's not like I feel like at some point the wizards are going to build build a championship contender <laughs> i don't even know if the wizards know how to build a championship contender or where to start do with they that. know what the larry o'brien trophy looks like have they seen it i, I, I mean listen like and do i and like i think them? that's the, i think that's really what he's saying here like i i do believe what, what do you say scale of one to one to five or one to ten it's like, always zero to five because you get, you get the option a, a zero to zero. five i i give me give me a one on this like i do believe that he has no pressure on him at this point because there's no expectation for him he got paid i expect too. him to go out there and look off denny avdia for every single <laughs> shot and shoot it he's going to too yeah, I, the basketball legacy thing. I guess it all depends on what you think your legacy is, right? Yeah. Like, if he says, we think of basketball legacy. You talk about LeBron. You talk about, you know, the players that want to go to the Hall of Fame. For him, what if this was his one goal to get paid to go win win a title? He did those two. Th- he's already done those two things. So maybe that's for him enough. But yeah, the basketball legacy thing. We talk about the word legacy, and it it seems to mean something different than the career Jordan I mean, Poole has had right now. But maybe it's not. Listen, everyone's legacy is different. It's not like Jordan Poole's going to be out of the league. Like the the one thing that he will always have is he'll have that season that he won his ring and that he was a major reason why he won his ring. That will be a story, right? Like how many how many of the NBA guys do we always talk about as like you, you don't talk about their regular season or you don't talk about these long playoff runs. You talk about that moment with that guy. Heck, Robert Ory's built a career off of it of that moment he's got a lot of that moments but i mean realistically we talk about big shot bob just for those championship yeah. shot moments 
PJ Brown being the only buyout guy to ever contribute to a championship team. Like he had a whole career. And all we talk about is that one Celtics run where he got picked <laughs> up and he's like, Oh, the one buyout guy that ever contributed <laughs> felt like he was elite. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. Let us know in the comment section. What do you think about Wemben Yama's debut? What do you think about the Harden trade, Jordan Poole, all that kind of stuff? Go check out Lockdown Bulls. Pat and Hayes got you covered for all the players-only meetings that they're going to have this season. Uh, I got you covered over on Lockdown Mavs with all the Luka, the Kyrie, the Derek Lively of it all. We've got it all over there on Lockdown Mavs. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Bye-bye. Boom. <laughs>